Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media on the big and small screen. This is episode 106. I'm your host, Brian Professor Pettis, and with me as always, my illustrious co-host, Titanium Tony Estrella. Back from being sick, Estrella Titanium, you're back. Yeah, um, down but not counted out. So, yeah. Yeah, we weren't even sure cold. if we were going to be able to get together this week. You know, yeah. we come back this weekend, Titanium's like, yeah, man, I'm... I'm not really feeling well. Yeah. I, I sound like caught crap. a little cold. I yeah. sounded like shit, yeah. and I couldn't breathe through my nose, so it was all like <sighs> heavy like, breathing. <sighs> yeah, it was awful. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Four days. It was lasted four days. Just a little head cold. Uh, I got it from my youngest daughter, Gabby. You know that high school thing that's going around the high school, and then I came home. You know, she came home. I got it. Gave it to my wife. She's got it now. So it's going through the house. It's running rampant. We're well, all right. Yeah. Well, we're back uh, since we did our review of uh, Quantumania. We're back. And, and look, I I know it was a little harsh in the movie, but man, ever since the movie's come out and I've seen some of the reviews out there, I was right, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's getting, um, I think the more people are watching this, and I, 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 frankly, I think the more people are seeing it multiple times, the more they're seeing some of the flaws this movie had. And, and I, I think it's t- tailed off a a lot at the box office, even though there's really been nothing out. Um, I guess what Creed came out last weekend or something, but uh, yeah, Creed uh, came out. I don't, I don't think that's knocking anything the the socks off of people either. Right, uh, Creed, from what I'm hearing, uh, isn't doing as well as they thought it was doing is was going to do. So, you know, Quantum Manium uh, took two hundred million dollars to make the movie. It's made over three hundred fifty million worldwide. Oh, it's profitable. Um, yeah. it, it's it's very profitable. Um uh you, you know in the notes uh in your your news you, you you put some news down there that they did some major reshoots uh at the end of that movie and I and I happen to uh I've heard that too. I agree with that. Um, but still I, I tell you I, it's not as I didn't find it as bad as you did. Um, I still thought it was uh, a very good, a very good movie. I thought Cassie, that casting uh, was awful, uh, really did nothing to move the story forward. There were a lot of plot holes that I agree with you. Um, you know, the shrinking and growing in the quantum realm, um, all of those aspects of it. Uh, why didn't Kang just steal the shrink? Shrinking power, creating why, why, himself. Why didn't he steal the the, uh, the pin particles and, you know... And yeah. just do it himself. Um, right. <clears throat> so, a lot of theories out there about plot holes and everything. I still thought it was very entertaining. Uh, I love Ant-Man as a character. I, I thought well, I, it was a good movie. Honestly, is it in my top ten? No, no, it's I, not. Honestly, I think the only thing that really saved it for both of us is that we love Paul Rudd so much. And we think yeah, that he's true. a great <laughs> Ant-Man. True. And I think... Yeah. Uh, I, I, and Jonathan Majors did very... Uh, I don't think people are like doting over him and they're giving him so much props. He is so great. He was a, yeah, he was good, but I, I thought Kang should have been more vicious. You know, I think Kang should have killed Look, he's more gonna people. Be, as, and we'll talk about it a little bit tonight, but he's going to be given every opportunity to show how great he is, to show how uh, much of a spectrum he has across the acting spectrum, because he's going to be p- portraying this character 
uh, multiple times across multiple different, and different projects. variants of this character. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's going to have a chance to show yeah. everybody how good he is at this role and how bad Kang is as a, <laughs> as a villain. Um, so yeah, but anyway, we'll kind of talk a little bit about some of the changes they made in the movie here in a few minutes. But, uh, before we get started, we want to thank the listeners that bring the show to you. Those are our patrons, patreon.com slash super talk is how you join the patronship. Uh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash super talk. Uh, it's a dollar every time we come out with any silly episodes. And if we make your day a little bit better, go ahead and join the patronship and you can kind of give right back to the show. So we appreciate the listeners who are doing that today uh, very much. Um, all right, let's jump in the news. A ton of stuff that's happened since our last show. Um, big, big. I mean, this is about as big of an announcement. And we've speculated on this in the past, Titanium. Uh, we know... The kind of the the nightmare scenario that Marvel's dealing with in the separation of of their properties across different studios, the distribution who, rights, who yep. owns the rights across these characters, yeah. Um, and Marvel and Disney have been doing as much as they can over the last several years to consolidate those. Um, as we know, they they acquired 20th Century Fox Studios, which owned the rights to. X-Men. The entire X-Men properties, right. um, including Deadpool and Wolverine and, and everything else. Uh, so that's now underneath their house. Still, other than Deadpool 3, still have no idea what the plans are for those characters. And hopefully we'll hear something here before too long. Um, but that's one big consolidation. They've signed a sharing agreement with Sony. So they have the use of the Spider-Man character. Even though a lot of the other Spider-Man characters uh, that Sony still owns and controls are still under their purview as we've seen with Morbius and Venom and, and you know, we know there's, there's Silk and uh, Madam Web and all kinds of other stuff they're doing with these properties on the Sony side, but at least Spider-Man can be part of the MCU, which is great. But the one outlier has been uh, Universal. Universal Studios own the, the distribution rights to the Hulk character, as well as some other characters, including Namor. Right. Um, uh, including She-Hulk. Yeah. So there was never going to be a standalone project standalone movie done by marvel uh that included that character so that's why those characters were always supporting characters inside of other movies and other tv shows Uh, i think the tv rights were a little bit different which is why they could do a she-hulk tv show um but they might have brokered a deal it's possible but we know the original incredible hulk movie that they did as part of the mcu uh, with edward norton was distributed by Universal. Yeah. And that's how they kind of got around it. Mar- Universal Studios, if you ever gone there, they, well, they, they had a lot of Marvel rights there. Yeah, We've the, talked about that. We did a whole episode on that. Yeah, that, that's another story there. But um, as far as the movie rights are concerned for that character. So, however, the Hulk's been able to be in the Avengers and Thor Ragnarok and other projects. Namor obviously was in uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, but they want to be able to do these standalone movies. I, and Mark Ruffalo's talked about his desire to do a standalone Hulk movie again. Um, and unfortunately, they couldn't World do it. World War Hulk, I believe, is what everybody's hoping There's for. There's rumors. There's rumors out there that that's what they want to do. Yeah. Um, and so the rumor now is that Disney is negotiating with Comcast, who owns Universal, Comcast Universal, um, NBC, Comcast Universal. That's the whole company. Um, they're negotiating with them and trying to broker a deal for the rights to Hulk and Namor and She-Hulk, specifically offering Hulu. They're going to yeah. give them 
Hulu, the streaming service Hulu, in exchange for the exclusive rights to these characters. Well, I don't know. Give them. Um, (laughs) Hulu would be a couple of billion dollars uh, for that. I think they own 67. Disney owns 67% of it. Of Hulu? Of Hulu. And uh, Universal and Comcast owns the rest of it. Oh, they do? Yeah. And then the deal that they brokered. it would be giving back the other 67% they would to... Give, well, they, they would allow them to purchase it at a discounted, much discounted rate as part of the deal and roll in those character distribution rights uh, into that deal because Comcast definitely wants a premium um, you know, streaming service. I think they have Peacock and they have some other ones that don't do very well and don't have the type of footprint that this streaming service does. So that would be part of the deal. Um, well, they could do something very similar to what Disney did when they rolled National Geographic and Hulu and everything else into kind of the Disney Plus family. Right. You know, they're kind of all part of the same family. Which would be smart. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, look, this, as far as you and I are concerned, you know, in this show, having the rights for those characters to go back to Marvel would be fantastic and yeah. then the then the gloves are off right? right um so hey this is great rumor and if it does become uh, uh true i know uh they'll be celebrating it yeah. and marco ruffalo will be very excited because I, I, again they've been talking about ideas around the solo hulk, hulk project they just haven't been able to do it. and we and we've seen teasers in yeah. the she hulk series we saw him bring his son scar home from uh sakar and so you know there's all kinds of other things that they're alluding to in regards to a potential Hulk movie. So we'll yeah, see. there's big upside to it to get those, those distribution rights and the rights. To the Absolutely. Character. So that'd be exciting. Yeah, exciting. Um, another thing that we heard uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, Hugh Jackman, as we know, is going to be uh, playing Wolverine in Deadpool three uh, coming back to reprise his role for that project. And we understand it's going to be a time travel story, kind of like a buddy cop thing, like 48 hours. We've heard all the stories, but he mentioned to uh, a, a magazine in, in uh, London, in doing an interview that he's playing a dual role. So Hugh Jackman, the actor, and when, when actors refer to themselves playing dual roles, it means that they're playing more than one character in the same movie. Um, and we've seen this several times. You know, we've seen uh, the same actor portray multiple characters in the same movie. And so he referred to his role in Deadpool 3 as a dual role. And we're like, well, wait a minute, what's that mean, dual role? So it's possible. And uh, I think that this is what people are kind of referring to that he may be playing multiple versions of Wolverine or multiple iterations of Wolverine variants of vi- Wolverine or multiple variants of Wolverine in this movie. Um, similar to the way he did in Logan there. We know that there were two versions of, of Wolverine. There was a clone of him in that movie um, as well. Uh, but that would be, I mean, it just opens the door. And again, we've heard a million rumors about this movie that every one of the Fox uh, characters is coming back in this movie all the original X-Men characters, all the Days of Future Past characters, all the, all the first class characters um, are all coming back. Didn't he come out and state that he was going to, it's going to be a much uh, more aggressive, meaner Wolverine? That could have been one of the variants that he was referring to, yeah. right? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But that it's just exciting. I mean, we're, you, know, you and I are, are busted up about this. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And for, as far as we know, um, they're still finalizing the script for that movie. Um, again, that was delayed. It was supposed to come out next October, October, uh, 2024 has been pushed into early 2025 now because of blade kind of taking over the spot that Deadpool three was yeah. in. Um, 
September and, or something. Yeah, again, no official announcements, but we know that uh, I think it was November or whatever. But Blade has moved into that spot when when it when it got delayed a year. Uh, so Deadpool effectively moved out to early 2025. But um, look, we're excited for this. This is probably yeah. going to be a. It's just going to be a home run. It's going to be a home run across the board. No question. Um, yeah, another big casting announcement for Marvel. Uh, Steven Yun uh, from Walking Dead. Fame. Glenn. Glenn from Walking Dead. Um, one of the most brutal and, and horrific and, and just, just sad, saddening and shocking uh, yeah. death scenes in, in The Walking Dead. Fan favorite for sure. When uh, Negan clubbed him in the head with a, oh, with a, with a bat. Um, but Glenn, uh, uh, Stephen Yun, who played Glenn in, in The Walking Dead, has joined. Also the, voices the the main character in Invincible. Invincible. Yeah. 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 So It's uh, awesome. Uh, he, yeah, he, he plays invincible in, in, in that, or voices the character in that, in that show. Um, anyway, he's coming back, uh, coming into the MCU, uh, officially, uh, as part of the Thunderbolts movie. And then, you know, first, the first announcement was the cast of the Thunderbolts has added a new actor, Steven Young. He's been cast to the movie. It's like, Oh, what's the, who's he going to be playing? Right. That was a big rumor. Who's he going to be playing? Who's going to be playing? And original thoughts were, well, maybe he's playing Amadeus Cho, which Amadeus is a, Cho, which is the Asian version of the Hulk, p- p- part of the Hulk family, you know, of yeah. an Asian Hulk who who's exposed to gamma rays, all kinds of other things. Um, but then later on, we found out that he had been cast in the role of Sentry, uh-huh. and we know that Sentry was. It hasn't been confirmed, but this is where everybody's leading, right? Yeah. So Sentry, we know, is going to be part of that movie. We believe again. We're just. This is just rumors that have been out there or kind of theory, theory crafting from the fan base um, that uh, Val and the government has been uh, working on their own super soldiers, right? And they're super, and they've created their own superhero who ha- happens to be Sentry. Uh, Sentry ends up escaping or being released and is... Has know, mental issues. Has, has some mental, serious yeah. mental problems and the yeah. Thunderbolts are likely going to have to... Uh, He's part of the team, but then turns on the team. Yeah. So you interesting. Know. I just, I mean, I mean, I mean, Stephen Young's got to start like hitting the weight room. That's what I, okay. Let's bring that up. Right. Um. Again, once again, I'm I'm okay with these B and C level definitely, and these B level characters being either gender swapped or race swapped or both. Uh, I, it's fine. I'm okay with it. But the A level characters, please just leave them alone. Um, and, and I think Sentry is somewhat of a C-level character, oh, for sure. right? He's not that popular, but he's a long blonde hair. It kind of looked like Chris Helmsworth in the first it's Thor Chris movie. Chris Hemsworth, basically. It is, right? He's got long blonde hair, like blue-eyed, big muscular guy. I don't see him playing that. But hopefully he's a great actor. Maybe he'll make it work. I mean, he's obviously going to have to play somebody that has some mental issues. That's part of the team. Well, theoretically, that's the he's got the, the power of a thousand suns in his body, right? Uh, and so, uh, you know, who knows? He can fly. He's basically a bad super. He's Homelander. Yes. That's what he is. He's Homelander well, with long hair. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no ray visions, though. He has no eye ray visions. Uh, he can kind of, uh, there's ways that he can exude energy so there, there are ways he can do that but anyway we'll see interesting casting if true we'll see again um we'll kind of talk about this as we move along but we know there are going to be some major delays to some of the marvel scheduled projects and and uh thunderbolts hopefully uh, may or may not be part of that we, we again i wish marvel would come out and deal with this it sounds like to me since no official announcements have come out They've been very reluctant to even tell us that we know they they officially announced that 
the Marvels is being delayed until October this year, which we kind of we got earlier a couple weeks ago. Um, we but again, they talked about how some of the Disney Plus shows were going to be released on a different schedule. Marvels pushed to November tenth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So um, we know that's been delayed already. Um, but I, you know, it sounds like to me they're they're waiting to make another big announcement. Until- well, Kevin Feige came out and said that we're being very thoughtful in our decisions, especially with the Fantastic Four and the casting of that. And they're slowing everything and pushing everything back. And I think Iger is the big leading force of that. But we're pushing, not going to get an official announcement about how yeah. the schedule has changed until probably <sighs> Comic Con. Yeah, in July. I, yeah. Well, I, I sent you some stuff today. That, yeah, we'll, we'll talk through that. But yeah. uh, as far as I'm concerned, until I hear from Marvel, it means, and this seems like poppycock to me anyway, but we'll talk about it. Um, here's another, and I, I love, by the way, I love it. I think this is fantastic. Um, so we know that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Enter the Spider-Verse, is June com- 2nd. coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and highly anticipated. The first movie did fantastic. Probably my second favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. I mean, it was that well done. The first movie was. Um, so the sequel is, is highly anticipated. And uh, we understand now that that the, it's highly likely that they're going to be referring to the events of Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange and how what they did in that movie messed up the multiverse. Yeah. In this film, which then, even to a greater extent, further entwines the Spider-Verse with the MCU. Because I would understand if they're referring to, you know, Tom Holland's version of Peter Parker in that movie. Because he's just maybe another version of Peter Parker that lives in another world. But then for them to refer to Doctor Strange, who is an MCU character. Sure. Uh, would be a huge, like, wow, we yeah. can do this. Yeah. Um, and that, look. Cross-pollinating those two would be The huge. excitement that this brings to those of us who are big fans of potentially further crossover between the Spider-Verse and the MCU is even better. I mean, look, we've talked about this. We'd love to see Venom in the MCU someday. Yeah, We'd love to see... Tom Holland's Spider-Man crossover into the Venomverse, or, or, or you know, we'd love to see Morbius part of it. You know, uh, not the post-credit scene with the uh, Vulture and all that other stuff. But um, look, this would be great. And I, I mean, if this is true, and I, I believe it is, um, I just think that that maybe this agreement between Sony and Marvel is a little bit more extensive than we believe. Yeah, and it only benefits both companies. I mean, it, right. we've seen. I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home is one of the Highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah. All time. And we reported last uh, episode, last podcast that we did, we reported that uh, Tom Holland signed a huge deal, a, a another three-movie deal, standalone Spider-Man, plus several other movies that are involved, which we think he'll be in, uh, Kang Dynasty, uh, Secret Wars, and probably a few other in-between movies. Uh, he, but he signed a huge deal, which is great because I'd love to see him play Spider-Man. Do you, hey, Professor, let me ask you this: Do you think uh, Into the Spider-Verse will across have any, the Spider-Verse across? Yeah. The, do you it's think a, it'll have any connection to Madam Web? Maybe um, that comes well, out so early we, next so year. The, the, the one thing we know about that movie is it's a two-part film, right? We know that Part One, the Across the Spider-Verse Part One, uh-huh. comes out this summer, and the second part comes out. I don't know if it's next year or the year after, but it, it, it's a two-parter. So we know that this is a two-part film, um, which. 
when there's a two-part film and you know it's a two-part film, it kind of like almost sets your expectations up for like a massive cliffhanger, cliffhanger sure. at the end of the first movie. That's right? what they're for. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and as long as they don't extend like the the time between the two movies, I, I'm, like when they did it with Infinity War and Endgame, we kind of we had a year. And it was like, oh, well, we kind of know what we're waiting for. We kind of, and then, and, and, and we knew this when this happened. We know uh, Black Panther and um, uh, uh, Spider Man both got dusted. And then we knew that Spider Man um, Far From Home was coming out after Endgame. And they started the promotion for that movie before Endgame came out. And people were asking Tom Holland, wait a minute, weren't you dusted in Infinity War? How are you coming? Well, you know, we never know what happens in the MCU, right? So The movie is based on before I get dusted. Right, right, right. Um, but anyway, to answer your question, yeah. is it possible that what happens in Across the Spider-Verse leads into the Madam Web movie? It's possible. Yeah. I think more likely than not, Craven the Hunter will definitely fit into what's going on with Madam Web. And, you know, I was just looking at my schedule here. I... Have you heard anything about that movie? It comes nothing. out in October. Right, nothing. It comes out this year in October. Well, we haven't heard anything about the Marvels either. And that comes out in November. Well, we heard a few things about the Marvels that we can get into. Man. Major reshoots. Yeah. The third act, they're completely Which is why the they pushed act. it. Yeah, which yeah. is exactly why they pushed yeah. it. Why they Major pushed reshoots. It. They're getting rid of a lot of the goofiness I hear in the movie. It's being a little bit more serious, a serious tone. I don't know. I'm I'm weary of that movie, to be honest with you. I'm so weary of that movie. That is one Marvel movie, and I'll have to admit it. It is one Marvel movie I am not looking forward to seeing. And and that's that's horrible to say, but look, I I mean I'm gonna go see it obviously, and I hope it exceeds my expectations. But they're so low. How can it? Marvel's not? come out with a bunch of stinkers in a row. Not stinkers, just lackluster movies. Yeah. And I, I I you and I I, I think. We know Guardians is going to be good. Oh yeah, we know yeah. that movie is going to be good for lots of different reasons. Um, How does that? Do, do you think that benefits? This is a good question. Do you think that benefits Marvel or DC now that James Gunn is flipped both. and running DC? Both. Does it both? Totally. Both. Yeah, I, th I, I think, I think you're Marvel. Right. I think you're I think right. Guardians has to be good because if you think about it, if 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 Guardians isn't good, and I, there's no reason why I would think it wouldn't be. The first two were very good. These characters are beloved. James Gunn knows what he's doing. Um, but, you know, this that would be, I mean, they've had four out of the last six movies have been, eh, yeah okay. I mean, the only one I would say, you know, uh, Spider-Man, obviously, um, No Way Home, which you know, blockbuster of all time. That, that was fantastic. Um, and Shang-Chi, I thought, was good, was, was better than good. I thought that was a very good Too much good CG. At the, uh, the ending was yeah, weird. Too much but CG. But most of that movie was very good. Oh, it was good, very good. Yeah. Right? Uh, good. But the rest of the movies, you know, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, again, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, I thought was okay. Um, you know, it wasn't fantastic. It was okay. Uh, but, you know, again, Ant-Man and Quantumania, I, I just thought was eh. And and they need a good movie, and yeah. I think I think Guardians will be good, so Guardians, I, I think yeah. we'll be okay there. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think is there the, w what's going on with Craven? I don't know. Um, Haven't heard anything. Well, if you remember, that movie was supposed to come out in March. Yeah, and then they pushed it to they October. Pushed it. 
Um, and I don't know if that was because of reshoots or anything like that either. But, you know, Sony's in the middle of building their Spider-Verse. And yeah. this is the first movie. Well, I guess you could classify Morbius as their first movie of the new Spider-Verse. But, um, and the Venom movies you could kind of classify as well. But um, I think they need to have, and, and from what we've seen, there have been some behind-the-scenes footage of Anthony Taylor Johnson, you know, in the costume and doing some stunts and things like that. And so um, we know this movie has been filmed and and it's kind of you know but we haven't seen a trailer or anything nothing they got to start not even him. a teaser they they got to start the marketing machine on this well if you remember uh sony was supposed to be at the brazilian comic-con back in the fall and dropped yeah and they left yeah and this was right before they announced that craven was being pushed and yeah. right before they announced madam webb was being pushed um, but can they save it for comic-con in july that's what i think they're doing really i think i wow. think sony's gonna have a huge Push? Huge pre- presence at Comic Con in July. I think they're going to have like a whole Hall H, a for Madam Sony. Web, a Craven, maybe announce some Spider stuff in the yeah. Spider Man Four, Spider Man Four announcement. We'll have wow. yeah. I think they're going to have a major presence at Comic Con. I think that's great. what they're going to do. That'll be and exciting. again, that'll be a month after Across Spider Verse Part One comes out. They'll be able to tease Part Two. They'll talk about what they're doing with the Spider Verse. So probably, I mean, that's if you're going to look. The rumors are. High potential Spider-Man Four is a Spider-Man Venom crossover movie. Yeah. That's the huge rumor out there um, that he gets a black costume at some point in time, either in that movie or uh, Kang Dynasty potentially that he gets the black costume and then we have a Venom crossover. So that's the time you announce it is in Comic Con if you're going to yeah. do stuff like that, right? Wow. So we'll That'll see. That'll be interesting. Um, Avengers Kang Dynasty. Uh, there are some now plot rumors coming out about that movie. Um, and they're going to be centering the movie on the Kang character, very similar to what they did with Infinity War and kind of making the movie of Infinity War about Thanos. Yeah. Establishing Thanos as a villain and talk, showing Thanos going across the galaxy, finding the Infinity Stones and what his mission is and why he's doing it and all the things. That, so that's what Kang Dynasty is going to be about. It's going to be about either a single version of Kang thinking that he's doing the From right his thing, point of view saving the multiverse so if you remember um at the end of loki season one uh when we got the he who remains version of kang that there was this multiverse war yeah and it was all the kangs fighting against each other trying to take control of the multiverse and so we might be focusing on a singular version of kang in kang dynasty trying to take control of the other kind of variants of yeah. kang and kind of humanize him from a villainous perspective, right? We got to stop this guy, but he thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah, right? they need to build his character like they did Thanos. Right. I mean, to be honest with you, the whole Thanos was right movement right. started after Infinity War when you got to know that character and his reasoning behind how he wanted to cut the universe in half and and delete half the population of the universe for the better of it for for its growth for its natural resources i mean if they can do that in kang dynasty to kang i think they have something and and honestly the reason why infinity war and endgame were such great movies was because that was such a great villain sure such a great villain i mean it was perfect and you know you had to have earlier movies with loki right right such a great villain. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, again, not much more detail about that. Uh, we'll get get into that a little bit later. Um, let's get kind of get into the whole quantum mania thing. So there were stories that have come out. 
after the movie's been released, we've had interviews with Peyton Reed and we've had interviews with with the writers and they've talked about how the ending of the movie changed substantially in the latter months of their production schedule. So they reshot the ending a couple of times. Uh, we hear that the original ending either had Scott Lang dying or at a minimum him and Hope being trapped in the multiverse or at minimum him being trapped uh, in um, the quantum realm. At the end of the movie, he was trapped Yeah, uh, and Kang escaped and they reshot the endings. And, and, and that was, again, when we reviewed the movie, that was one of the things that was just so wacky to me that all of a sudden, you know, Scott and Kang are fighting and then Cassie, this little machine that she built in the garage, all of a sudden can like send people back and forth from this little part of the quantum realm and hope comes back to save him. And then it's like, Oh, here's a portal. Come back, come home. I mean, it was just weird. Yeah. The way they made a portal so quickly after being, after escaping from the quantum realm, they got him out of there. Yeah. Within minutes. And, uh, you know, and again, big rumors about how this version, the version of Kang, the conqueror who was in quantum mania got sucked into his time device. And is he really dead or is he alive? We never saw a body. And, you know, so there's lots of rumors about that. But, um, also we did, we reported on this, uh, several months ago, uh, rumors about post-credit scenes, and one of the rumors about a post-credit scene of if Scott were trapped in the quantum realm, that Cassie was going to be back at Hank's uh, laboratory and going on a computer and finding some plans for the the next Avengers or the Young Avengers or whatever. You know, the the hit, you know, in case of emergency, press this button, and right. you know, and it would show a lot of the younger members who have been kind of recruited and talking about a Young Avengers kind of promotion, um, and that was cut. So um, again, I, I what they ended up doing. Oh, and the other thing, and there was huge, uh, lots of guys out there talking about this, and I kind of picked up on this a little bit too. It seemed all too convenient when he got back. And how easy things were. And again, there's now rumors that when he escaped the quantum realm, he really didn't escape. That he kind of escaped into another kind of quasi like mind bend timeline. Because remember the cake was purple and green and there were people walking around in green dresses and purple dresses. And and there were purple and green balloons at Cassie's birthday party. Right. And it's like, is this all being manipulated by Kang? Maybe right. wanted, another Kang wanted him to think that he escaped, but he really didn't. Right. And I get all that. And that would make a ton of sense, but why hide that from us as the audience? If that's exactly what you did, yeah. why, why, why are they making it hidden? And why, why not reveal that at the end of the movie? And then if that's the way the movie ends, Hey, he's walking down the street. Everything's cool. Go to the Cassie's birthday party, but things don't seem quite right. Yeah, he's and then all, all of a sudden sick the veil gets lifted and we find out he's trapped in something. Yeah. Um, that would have made a lot of sense. Some other dimension, but why didn't they do that? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And, and who's the mastermind behind that? Exactly. Yeah. Explain it. Yeah. And if that ends up being the truth, why didn't you reveal that at the end of the movie? It's just, it's just, or could they strange. open up Kang dynasty with that? So who, who knows? knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Uh, and again, one thing I know you sent me earlier today, um, that there's some rumor out there now that, um, uh, secret wars may be delayed until 2028. Um, <laughs> And and the theory crafting behind this is that oh it will be released on the twenty year anniversary of the first MCU movie which came out in two thousand eight Iron Man one uh, so and I, you know when I saw this I was like okay 
right now, as it stand, as it stands, we know this is wrong. As it stands, it's on the schedule for November of 2025. November 2025. Yeah. Right now, mm-hmm. because uh, Kang Dynasty is supposed to come out in May of 2025, and then Secret Wars was coming out in November 2025. Yeah. We've talked about this. You know, there's been tons of people talking about this. There's no way. I think it was ambitious of them to come out with two Avengers movies in the same calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. Very ambitious. And we know the subsequent schedule changes that have occurred since that schedule is announced means that everything's being pushed. So likely Kang Dynasty will be pushed at a minimum to late 2025. And then earliest we would be getting Secret Wars would be early 2026 or mid 2020, probably like June or July 2026. Right. So or May, whatever. 2026. But to push it another two years... That's five years. I, I'm probably not going to make it. No, no. So... <laughs> and neither were the actors. Think about some of these how actors. How old these actors... How old these actors are Right, getting. and the other thing to think about, too, is for the and the fact that it's the sake of doing it for the 20th anniversary, that makes zero sense to yeah. me. That's just poppycock as far as I'm concerned. But, but didn't you say that uh, Secret Wars was a two-parter? I... I what do you mean a two-parter? Like Secret Wars Part 1 part and Part 2? Two, two. Like they did with Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that they planned on it being a two-parter, but look, Secret Wars can be as big as they want it to be. Of course. I mean, it's a huge... It could be an Endgame type of... Both iterations of Secret Wars in the comic books were extensive. You had, you know, a, an 8 or 12-issue comic book run about the, the Secret War itself... Then you had these crossovers with the different um, individual titles that were part of Secret Wars as well. So it was a massive crossover event. Um, so they can make this movie as big or as contained as they want to. Could they do it all in a two-and-a-half to three-hour movie? Of course they could. Could they spread it out over two, two-and-a-half-hour movies? Of course they could. How many of these you know, multiverse, alternate versions of characters do you want to bring together into the same movie? Well, you, the more you bring in... The, the more screen time you're going to need for, to have all those characters yeah, and all you those, you got to develop you know, those. You right. got to give FaceTime and I do know. And again, just this ambiguity about what's going on. I mean, look, when Comic Con happened and then when D23 happened, we were super excited. Yeah. You know, hey, there's a great. But think about how much has changed since those announcements. And that's why you look at you <laughs> you look at those schedules now and you're like, okay, well, no, that's been pushed. Well, that's been pushed. That's right. been pushed. The that's whole pushed. thing has been blown up. Look, you know, and again, we we theoretically are going to be getting secret invasion. We've already gotten a trailer. We know that thing's in the can. We're supposed to be getting that this spring. No announcement about when it's coming out. None. None. And so now the theory, you know, talk is now may either just prior to, or just after guardians of the galaxy on Disney plus. Okay. And then we know Loki season two is coming out. You did, just did a massive, Post uh, post credit scene uh, teaser for Loki season two at the end of Quantumania. Yeah, are you going to let that sit in the can for a year? You can't. No, th- no. that'll come. That out has this to year. come out this year. Probably August September time frame would be something. You got to fill the gap. Something yeah. between arguably uh, one of the biggest anticipated Disney Plus shows for sure uh, on the for sure, the, and it'll be a home yeah. run. No, no question. Yeah. It'll be a home run. So look, we you know again, I, Tony, I I don't think. Maybe when they're starting to do promotion for Guardians of the Galaxy, look, could we possibly get our first teaser trailer for Loki season two? I mean, we've gotten snip a snippet tease, some scenes yeah. in the Disney Plus promos they've done, but we don't have never gotten official trailer yet. No, nothing. 
could we get huge end credit scene? Right. Could we get one just before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three? Yes. Could we get a teaser trailer at least for the Marvels? I hope so. Yeah. Um, but I don't anticipate any major announcements about schedule or rescheduling of or revamping of the schedule until Comic Con. Right. I yeah, don't. I just don't. Agree. When are they going to do it? Yeah, they they're not. Unless, unless he holds a press conference for some reason, you know. And no, they, they're not. They've had. Why would you days. kill Comic Con in the anticipation for that? Everybody's got a lot of questions, and it, what a great venue to answer those questions. I, I agree with you. Comic Con's it. Well, and again, after Guardians Volume Three, there's nothing on the schedule officially right now until November. So you got to do something to kind of keep the momentum. So well, again, yeah. <sighs> We'll see. Yeah. Again, we'll continue to talk about fantastic forecasting rumors for the next six months until yeah. they, they actually do something. Um, so we'll talk uh, to that. Well, we got we got Shazam next week, so our next episode will be about Shazam. Yeah. Yay. Look, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be entertaining. Yep. That's the way I'm... And again, my expectations could not be less for this movie. I mean, I'm just hoping I go in there and I'm entertained. Yeah. And I know I will be. I mean, I like Zachary Levi. I mean, I like the Shazam character. The Shazam family's fun. I mean, but will it kind of blow me away? Probably not. And if it ends up doing that, I will be pleasantly surprised, yeah. right? Um, okay, let's get into our topic of the week this yes. week. Uh, and it's brought to us by our friends over at Studio GG Studios, home of the main band, Corn on the Cob. Studio G. Corn on the Cob. You guys rock. Check them out. Yeah, check out their uh, sh- uh, page in our show notes every week. Thank you. Um Big announcement, uh, officially confirmed today, that John Bernthal is returning as our good friend, the Punisher, Frank Castle, in Daredevil, Daredevil Born, Born Again. Born Again. Yeah. Um, look, this is uh, highly rumored. You and I have talked about this several times um, over the last you know, several months. Uh, there were massive rumors about um, John Bernthal returning, massive rumors about him coming back. Um Interviews with him, asking him the question directly, um, him denying it, but saying that he would be open to it if it happened in the in the future and all this other stuff. Well, now the Hollywood Reporter came out uh, today and officially announced that John Bernthal is returning as Frank Castle, the Punisher in Daredevil Born Again. Yeah, um, This is, again, as much of it's not a surprise to us, I'm so happy for this because, yeah. you know, again... Love the character, love John Bernthal's portrayal of the character, and if you have not seen, um, so the Punisher first uh, sh- was shown in the Netflix season two of Daredevil, um, which is on Disney Plus, um, and that was a great season of Daredevil. And then he had two seasons of his own show on Disney pl- on on Netflix, which are now on Disney Plus. Probably don't let your young children watch them. I'll just tell you the most brutal. And violent television I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it was brutal and violent yeah. and bloody and gory and just, he, it's crazy. Well, he said, the I will not come back if they soften the character. If they water down Frank Castle, I will not be returning. That's what he said. Right. So, so this he's says, returning. We can expect that type of tone in this movie. In this show? Right. So that tells How us... How great is that? That tells us that the brutal, hardcore version of Frank Castle that John Bernthal played is returning um, 
to Daredevil Born Again? You know, there's only a handful, uh, and there's probably more than a handful, I'm exaggerating, but th- there's a, a, a cup, maybe two fistfuls of characters, comic book characters, where the casting has nailed it better than you could ever anticipate. And he is one of them. Oh, without question. Absolutely. Charlie Cox was a, was a home run for Great Daredevil. Great Daredevil. Yeah. But, but, but again. But for the Punisher. Frank. Oh. Oh, he John Bernthal nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I, when, I, when I first heard the Punisher was coming to Daredevil season two, I was super excited because huge fan of Punisher um, in the comic books. Was a huge comic book reader of the Punisher comics. Um, and just loved the, the backstory of him. Um, why he is who he is and the way he, and, you know, he's just a vigilante and he uses whatever means necessary to go after bad guys. He doesn't care who gets in the way. Um, and look, John Bernthal just nailed it, nailed it. It was so good. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. He's coming back a uh, few other rumors about, or we'll say reports and, and stories about the series. Um, Kristen Ritter is also going to be returning as uh, Jessica Jones uh, we saw posting of her um, several weeks ago um, that she was preparing for her return into the role. She was working out at the gym wearing a Daredevil Born Again t-shirt, which kind of, and she posted it to social media, which kind of then kind of spoiled right. the fact that she was coming back. Um, that's great. Uh, we also do at least anticipate that potentially other characters from the Netflix series will be returning as well. Um, no confirmation or rumors or at least anything specifically confirming Mike Coulter returning as, um, Luke Cage, but I, you and I'd be completely open for that. I think he did. He played a great Luke Cage in, in the Netflix yeah. series. Um, we do believe that foggy Nelson and, uh, what's his secretary's name or paralegal Karen Page. Karen Page. Uh-huh. We do believe both of them will be returning and hopefully the same actors. Yeah. I don't think those two will return. That's really? just my family. Yeah. I don't think they're going to return. But and I possible. think Kristen Ritter might have a, I mean, when you got those two together, whew, yeah. man, that's, that's power. Well, the other, and the other thing we've heard, uh, so what they told us at uh, Comic-Con last year was that Daredevil Born Again was coming to Disney Plus and it was an 18-episode series. And when you hear 18 episodes, you're like, holy Moses. Right. That's a lot of episodes because yeah. most of the Disney Plus shows have been anywhere between 6 and 10 to tw- ten episodes. I think what, WandaVision was 10 or something, 8 to 10 um, a couple of short but ones. You heard with. how they're shooting it, though, right? Well, what? And again, that's what I was getting yeah. into. What they said is they're going to be doing Act One, Act Two, Act Three, three acts, yeah, of six episodes each, yeah, right. And so there'll be Part One will be you know Daredevil Born Again. Part One will be six episodes. They'll take a little break. They'll come back with Part Two. They'll take a little break. They'll right. come back with Part Three. They're all shooting them together. And by the way, they just started filming um, this week. In New York. Uh, yep, in New York City. Charlie yeah. Cox was spotted in New York City um, on set. Um, and one of the reasons we got the, the news about John Bernthal is that he is also headed to New York as well for filming. So, um, look, I just hope they don't do it over three different years. I mean, that would Ooh. just be six episodes and then wait a year. I mean, six episodes take a couple months of a break and then six more, you yeah. know. Um, and, and it's possible maybe some of these other series on Disney plus that they've rumored that we've heard. I mean, look, we've heard about Agatha coven of chaos or, or whatever they're calling it now 
We've heard Ironheart. We've heard Nova series. We've Echo. heard a special presentation for Silver Surfer and Galactus. We know Echo. Well, Echo is supposed to come out before Daredevil Born Again. So Dare, Echo will come out first, and then Daredevil Born Again will follow it. I'm talking about the other ones that we know that are coming out that we we don't know anything about as far as timelines. Maybe they sprinkle them in between these acts of Daredevil Born Again. Okay. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, I think Echo needs has to come out before Daredevil Born Again. Because it establishes... It, she, he, we know the Charlie Kingpin Cox comes back. We know Charlie Cox is in Echo, yeah. and we know that the Kingpin comes back in the Echo series as well. Right. And we know the Kingpin is playing a huge role in Daredevil: Born Again. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, you have to have the Echo series first. So, we we believe um, from a timeline perspective that we'll get Echo early next year. So, twenty twenty four will be in the earlier part of the year, maybe uh, late winter, early spring. And then Daredevil Born Again will come out in the summertime next year. So the Kid from Hell's Kitchen is back, people. So excited. Yeah. Um, again, I can't be happier for Charlie, Charlie Cox. He really just, I mean, those three seasons that he did on Netflix were just awesome. Um, you know, again, we've talked about the net. We've reviewed the Netflix series before. We've talked about them. The one thing they suffered from was a little bit of overextension each one of those series was 13 episodes and at times the plot dragged on a little bit because they had to extend the plot over 13 different episodes um and so there were a lot of filler episodes and a lot of time getting through specific pieces of of the series but the the daredevil series and the punisher series were both just spectacular what was interesting how we when we we were very hesitant 18 episodes Ooh, man that's a lot how many filler episodes are going to be in there? But then when they break it into Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, and then you hear it's going to be a lot of... um, Courtroom. Courtroom cases. So maybe three separate cases that he's working on that all are intertwined. Kind of like a little little multiverse or a little infinity infinity stone kind of saga all in there. That theory plays really well. Sure. Each um, act is a different case, and so maybe he's. We see him spending as much time as as Daredevil. You know, not probably half as much time as Daredevil as we used to see in the Daredevil right. series, and more time as Matt Murdock as the lawyer, helping out people of need who need him as his lawyer side. And the case that he's working requires Daredevil's expertise. And Act One maybe is a single case. And maybe Act 1 has Jessica Jones helping out with some of the private investigation side. Yeah. Maybe Act 2, the Punisher's involved because of some yeah. reason. Maybe Act 3 is more of a kingpin-driven type of thing. But right? all of the cases are tied together. That would be that would be outstanding. All yeah. dealing with the kingpin. Look, this is going to be evil. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, as so a street-level awesome. hero, he's one of my favorites. Oh, for sure. So, right? For sure. Both uh, of them, actually. Yeah. You know, he's one of those characters. Daredevil is one of those characters. And we saw this in um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, he's one of those characters that can hold his own in his own series. And he did this in the comics, have his own comic book with his own stories, own villains, own, own thing that he's doing. But he can also cross over into other people's stuff. We yeah. saw it in She-Hulk. Yeah. We saw it in, in, in No Way Home. Daredevil can can pour, can play a role in other things, too. And I... I hope they continue to use these characters in different places. And, you know, maybe we see them in Secret Wars. Who knows? You right. Know, right. Oh, yeah. You know, we never know. Yeah, absolutely. Right. 
Great show, Professor. Thank you. The bell is rung. School is over. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more Super Talk. To get in touch with us on social media, hit us up via email, supertalkpodcast.outlook.com or at supertalkpod on Twitter. Until then, stay super, everyone. Mm-hmm.